1: It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. It means AEW Dynamite, followed by your favorite podcast here on Wrestling Inc. Hello, everybody. I am Justin Labar alongside Isa the Demon Diva and former WWE referee Jimmy Corderas. We thank all of you who are tuning in and coming into the chat for the live version of the podcast here just after 10 o'clock Eastern time in the evening or wherever you might be in the time zones or if you're checking us out later in the archive on demand We appreciate you there, too. We got so much to talk about tonight. It was a very busy AEW Dynamite. Uh, We have some news stories to talk about over in the WWE world. But before, let's just uh, get the pleasantries out the way. Ladies first, Issa, what is going on this evening?
2: Not much. Just having fun. I had a great time streaming AEW, watching it with my audience, and I'm here with you guys.
1: Yeah, if you ever want to, uh, be, be, as, as a little appetizer, a little hors d'oeuvre before this live podcast, you can watch along with Issa on her YouTube channel. Uh, Jimmy, how are things up in the world of uh, retired zebras?
3: Retired zebras, uh, my knees and my shoulder and my arm is thanking me for the retirement. But, uh, you know, all things are good. It's, you know, still a little bit of snow up here. But, uh, hey, we're getting past it. Tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night's supposed to rain. So,
1: jimmy you, you've lived in toronto all your life even when traveling the world i'm sure i'm sure locally around the neighborhood walking to the grocery store what have you you're a little local celebrity does anybody like always come up to you and like you know just want you to like you know you know they like try to like pin their friend on the street corner and they want you to take a you know take a picture uh you know counting the three do you ever get that kind of stuff
3: not to that extent let's put it that way but every once in a while you know somebody will be walking by or even driving by and just saying, Hey, how's it going? And stuff like that. And, and, you know, I just pretend I know them. Hey, how are you doing? Good to see you. I think what (laughs)
2: Justin is trying to say is when we finally do this podcast live, all three of us together in the same place, me and Justin, one of us is going to pin the other and Jimmy's got to count it. And somebody in the audience just got to get the money shot, right?
3: Exactly. (laughs) But If if it does happen that we do it live in the same place at the same time, I am definitely bringing the ref shirt. Ah. You brought it here to Pittsburgh for
1: chair shot reality you needed when you're in the studio uh, that was that was uh, fun. He
2: brought it a couple of days ago like last week to I keep heard. me and Jack Farmer in place. So I heard
1: Well people people of Toronto specifically in Jimmy's neighborhood. I implore you if you start to yes. see him now out and about treat him like you're seeing a zebra in the wild. Stop what you're doing, drop what you're, you're doing, pin, pin somebody figure. and make pin Jimmy count figure.
2: it. just make it happen. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> It's gonna, it's gonna be the softest three count you've ever heard. <laughs> the, the, the shoulder just, and elbow won't take it anymore.
1: Oh man, good stuff. Uh, of course, you can follow Jimmy at Jimmy Cordarich across all the socials. You can follow her at NYC Demon Diva. The I is a one in Diva. Um, let's get into uh, some news first, uh, both in the world of WWE. Before we uh, spend the rest of the time on AEW, w first off rick flair on the bump as they had advertised and uh he and he was announcing uh the next uh member of the class of 2023 for wwe's hall of fame uh, many of us were wondering we were speculating on this podcast monday night who could it be who does rick have a connection with i know it was thrown out in the chat room i don't know if any of us on the air said it but uh, lo and behold it is uh, uh japanese legend the great muda uh, of course uh, rick and and, and and muda had uh, some legendary battles uh, in the eighties, uh, with each other. And, uh, you know, Jimmy, <laughs> the great Muda, you know, uh, such, you know, huge star in the eighties and nineties in new Japan. He's wrestled new Japan. He wrestled in, he, 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 part of that collaboration and partnership with WCW. He's He's wrestled all Japan. He's even, he's wrestled in AEW. Even he's made, you know, made appearances there. He has never took one bump in WWE, but he is being honored by them going to the hall of fame class, mm-hmm. not unprecedented. I think that same scenario would be true for Abdul, the butcher, and maybe one or two others um but your reaction having been a former uh wwe employee and 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 talent referee in the ring at least uh what's your reaction to them inducting a legend like great muda who again has never worked in front of their audience
3: that's that's the surprising thing and to be quite honest i am a little bit surprised don't get me wrong if there's somebody who deserves and earned that honor to be in a hall of fame it definitely is uh is the the great mood Uh, uh, everybody knows who he is Uh, if you're a wrestling fan let's put it that way if you're just a diehard WWF slash WWE fan you may have heard the name but not really seen him but he is a worldwide star and I like the fact that they've opened the door to someone who hasn't actually like you said uh taken a physical bump in a WWE slash WWF ring and recognizing it I know it probably has something to do with the fact that they own the the, if I'm not mistaken, the WCW uh, video library and stuff like that. And he's in there and prominently yeah. featured. Yeah. So maybe that has a little bit to do with it. But at the same time, I like the fact that it's Ric Flair who did the announcement and doing the induction, because if there's anybody who could put over the fact and what a great superstar the the great Muda was, it is the nature boy Ric Flair.
1: Issa, uh, like I said, I think we've seen this slightly before in past years. Um, so because of that fact, do you attribute any of this decision to put Muda in as a again Triple H allowing them to say wrestling and not allowing them to acknowledge other companies, allowing them to say dates and things, or is it just a case of we need to fill out a class each year and he's a legendary performer in the business who who who's who's worthy?
2: I mean, you mentioned Abdullah the Butcher in this in this argument and you forgot to mention one of his greatest rivals who is also in the Hall of Fame, and that's Carlitos Colon. I think he appeared on WWE, WWF television in the audience to cheer on Carlito.
1: Carlos Colon, I believe. Sorry to cut you off. I believe Carlos Colon appeared in one Rumble. I want to say Rumble ninety.
2: Right. He appeared on the crowd cheering for Carlito. No, no, no. But not, no he, not a he, very known name in the WWF name. He, he like,
1: was in the ring. He was in the ring though. Mm-hmm.
2: Right, right. But I'm, I'm saying like a one-off appearance yeah, and yeah. appearing in the ring cheering for his son is not what you would expect of a Hall of Famer so to say, but my whole point to that was it was such a big deal here in Puerto Rico. This man had a whole freaking parade when he landed and he came back from that. And I think that it is time to start acknowledging wrestling legends, even if it's not to WWE standards, if they're a legend in the world professional wrestling why not you know i i remember Mm -hmm. what a big deal that was here locally and and i think like muta is Mura is somebody that deserves it overall i think i saw a lot of positive feedback about this i don't see what the big deal is whether he performed or not it is a wrestling hall of fame so why not put some wrestling legends on there
1: uh Corey pride saying uh, brody's in the hall of fame too yeah bruiser brody that's that's another Mm -hmm. one that never did (coughs) excuse me never did work for uh for vince jr so um uh, yeah, so I mean, great mood in any which way though? I'll be uh, I'll be very interested to hear his speech uh, because again, he is a guy who's is such a legend who's worked everywhere else. Uh, I'll be curious of his speech. I'll be curious of if if he has any comments about w- 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 or Maybe not even so much in a speech, but you know, they always have the behind the scenes stuff going on in the document. I'll be mm-hmm. curious to see the the handshake with he and Triple H backstage, or or Vince's there interactions there. There's what how he's. Of course, going to be graciously welcome. But just what those, what it's, what the, what they're talking about, what the sound bites are, mm-hmm. um, and
3: you don't know. Maybe, maybe Rick Flair did have some influence in having this, in getting this done.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean that that that's that that's very possible, Jimmy. And then that mm-hmm. would uh, that would make this uh, tie together all the more.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Well, uh, another uh, another uh, couple names here. Two of them at least. A few, a few of them in the story that are either in the Hall of Fame or will surefire be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Omos. Mm, verdict's going to be out for a while in on that one. Uh, they all tie together in this story. So it looks like we are going to have Omos versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. That's pretty clear. Uh, Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated is confirming that Lesnar versus Lashley was originally going to be at Mania. That then uh, changed. They got bumped up to do, have their match at Elimination Chamber to kind of blow that feud off. For the reason of they wanted to clear WrestleMania up for Brock Lesnar so he could have a match against Stone Cold Steve Austin. We've heard a lot of chatter that they had pitched for Austin to have again uh, a match again this year after such success last year with his match, uh, and Austin you know t- turned it down for the opportunity or f- for the money or for whatever the case may be, uh, and so they needed to go they needed to have something for Brock Lesnar. You're not going to leave him off the card if he's healthy, and so uh, the first time ever meeting of the Nigerian giant Omos versus Brock Lesnar is the plan B, plan C, whatever it is that we land on. Uh, Isa, I know how close Brock is to your heart, so I'll defer to you first. Um I mean, I think Olsen's just not going to fight Brock. It's just not worth the physical risk, right? I mean
2: I'm not excited. No. No. <laughs> For what it's worth, I'm not excited. I hated that segment on Monday. I mean, that that you there was what 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 was the job? Like Close line him out of the ring, and they couldn't even get that right. So I'm scared about how this match is gonna go. But at the same time, for years, people didn't want to see Brock in the main event. They didn't want to see Brock in a title match. So you book him into something else, and people are gonna complain about it too. This just, this is just not what I wanted for Brock Lesnar as far as WrestleMania goes.
1: That said, Jimmy, uh, I believe the YouTube video. You know, WWE always puts clips from Raw and SmackDown on their YouTube channel. <clears throat> the uh, video of all the Omos Brock interaction was the first to reach a million, um, hmm. that top, topped with, or coupled with, rather, the the sight of those two in the ring uh got the holy you-know-what chance that it was hmm. not piped in sound from right. the crowd. So, uh I mean, it, you can't say that, that this plan B or plan C doesn't have some potential here.
3: No, it does have some potential because there is some curiosity there. And just to, just to clarify, too, if you notice, that they did clean up the little – Interaction, too, in the post.
2: They, uh, they did. The edit production. looks completely mm-hmm. different than the live yeah. show. I noticed that.
3: Yeah. But that being said, um, there is some interest there to see how Brock, you know, and you got to give Brock a lot of credit because he showed a little more personality on Monday night. He showed, he. showed You know, you see a smiling Brock Lesnar. You see him trying to lift Omas and not being able to. So now there's the anticipation. Can he get him up? You know, you look back to the, in the old days, kind of like with Andre, you know, the big deal was slamming Andre. Can anybody slam Andre and that sort of thing? I don't think this has the same gravitas as that, but at the same time is, can he get him up for that F5? And can you imagine the visual when he, which I'm assuming he will at WrestleMania. And uh, we talked about this on Monday. There are very, very, very few people who have kicked out of an F5. So yeah. maybe it'll take an F10 or an F15 to keep him down, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So there, but there is like, to your point though, Justin, you know, over a million views. There is interest there.
1: Yeah. So uh, we'll see. Uh, they still have what I like think two more Raws to build to mm-hmm. uh, Mania. So we'll see yeah. uh, how they how they how they fill those two as as it pertains to uh, building to that match. All right. So that was the news. You can find out all you see all that plus a whole lot more. WrestlingInc.com, And that was just two news stories out of uh, probably you know, over a dozen that that that. Uh, came out you today. Forgot,
2: you forgot the big story for Jimmy Forbidden Door in Toronto. Jimmy,
1: ah, yes, yeah, and uh, Jimmy, J- Jimmy's stripes could go through the Forbidden Door,
2: yeah,
3: match. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know that uh, th- there may be a little heat between myself and the stripes in the AEW. I don't know. Ooh, I didn't
2: mean to bring that up. I was just saying you're getting a pay per view, good times, you know. Hey,
3: you know what? <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind seeing it live, but you know, the, the last time they were here, I didn't get a chance to go, but uh. Uh, a good friend of mine is uh, in. There's a good friend of uh, a lot of people there, so you never know. And I know a lot of the people working backstage. So,
1: hey, Jim, Jimmy works in Invasion Angle. He's with the Outcasts that night. <laughs> the Outcasts. There you go. The <laughs> he's there. He's there. Hired ref. He's there. Yeah.
3: Ref. After
2: after somebody takes a ref bump, Jimmy jumps <laughs> in from the crowd. <laughs> <laughs>
3: hey, I did. I did break a picket line once. So why not?
2: you're a legend jimmy uh
1: david Maltalvo. thank you david super chat he says if farmer pins isa then it's a
3: toronto screw job
2: it's not gonna happen we all know it
3: that's well, i will run for the car afterwards that's for sure
1: isa <laughs> <laughs> screwed isa and she has nobody to blame but herself. yeah there you <laughs> go afterwards. all right before we get into dynamite again thanks to all of you who have uh filtered in uh into the chat Room and are, are living it up. I know the chat room was going, uh, was very active even before we started the podcast. It was kind of its own little watch along there. So we appreciate it. Uh, like, subscribe, comment on this podcast on whatever YouTube, Twitch, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever, wherever you're uh, getting your podcast here. Please leave a comment, rate that helps us out as uh, we got an exciting 2023 to come and as always tweet us where are you when you are checking this podcast out uh, another super chat here antonio saying well they didn't start with orange cassie of course talking about dynamite <laughs> no they did not and antonio thanks for the cue let's get in to what they did start <laughs> dynamite with and it was the mjf rebar mitzvah uh mjf out uh for his uh celebration uh, starts off a little uh, knock on Canada of, you, of these people thinking that the Brett was actually entertaining. Reminds them that Sean is better than Brett. That's that's an easy low hanging fruit, but it gets the reaction. Uh, we get some dancing, and then finally, uh, Jungle Boy comes out before he can start saying anything. Sammy Guevara comes out before he can start saying anything. Darby Allen comes out, all three talking about how they want a title match. Uh, Jungle Boy, uh, talking about MJF. He's only ever wrestled in Dynamite. He's never wrestled uh, Rampage. Never wrestled Dark. Never wrestled Elevation. He gets everything handed to him. Meanwhile, Jungle Boy has, uh you know, has has been paying his dues. He gets everything handed to him, but yet complains uh, about things going on. Uh, Sammy Guevara talking about how he was never supposed to be anything more than Jericho's bump guy, but MJF has had the machine pushing him. Interesting choice of words, as the machine is usually slang for WWE's, uh, uh, you know, infrastructure. And then Darby Allen talking about when he decided to become a pro wrestler and there won't be any bidding war for him because he just wants to stay in AEW because that's where he can be him uh, and he proceeds to mock and talk about how MJF is just like others in the company uh, bitching and complaining uh, about the, their opportunities or lack thereof or situation on social media uh, this uh, you know, brawl ensues and of course there's cake at ringside so MJF uh, in his suit has to go through the cake. Uh, Jimmy a lot to unpack here hmm Overall, I would just say, and I don't want to get too in the weeds because I want to let you and Issa go in there, but overall, I actually enjoyed this opening segment. I liked, uh, I was entertaining. I was entertained by it for the most part, and it. I like that this is a new route that AEW is going to try to establish who's next in the title picture.
3: No, I, I get what you're saying, and like you said, for, for, for some of it, I was entertained, but there, You know, I I like the idea of the guys coming out and and interrupting MJF because that's what he's known for. He's known for talking, and every time he got interrupted. uh, And hats off to MJF. Yes, you said low-hanging fruit going with the Brett and Sean uh, line there, but then again, it got their desired reaction. He got the heat because they wanted to cheer MJF so badly. But the, the only thing I will say was they lost me a little bit because the other three guys cutting their promos, it almost felt like, endless cliche wrestling promos from them as opposed to you know what i mean they showed a little bit of personality but then again it, it just uh, it, a little too much
1: well what 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 i will say that was slightly confusing isa and i don't know if, if, if this came off to you it was while i was entertained and while they got a little personal about girlfriends and fiancés and what have you you know they even mjf selling okay we're the pillars are we are the, the youth and 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 of 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 AEW well are you pillars or as Jungle Boy and is kind of complaining and, and to another extent Sammy and Darby are you three guys who aren't getting the opportunities you deserve and are having to pay too many you know what I mean so that was the only conflict conflicting message I was trying to sort through but what, what say you
2: yeah so I mean, I, I think if you're a hardcore AEW fan, this is probably like something that you want to see, something that you probably enjoyed. I didn't think it made any sense. Maybe Jungle Boy, because he did defeat Christian at the last pay-per-view. We didn't see Darby. We haven't seen Darby since, what, he lost to Samoa Joe? What, what did Sammy Guevara do at the last pay-per-view? Like some of these people don't make any sense for me that they're going to come out and, and, and de- demand a title shot when they haven't been anywhere near the main event in months it makes no sense. Again, I'll get the benefit of the doubt for Jungle Boy because he did get a big win at this last pay-per-view. I enjoyed the banter. I enjoyed the back and forth. And I think it's great to be booking this like four OGs AEW because AEW does cater to a very niche audience. And this is exactly what they will probably salivate over it. But it felt like for a while, I did think that anybody that was in the title picture deserved or earned their way there where in here i'm like so you just get a title shot or you get this segment because you're a pillar we're, this is not a construction company like we're not trying to build a house here this is a wrestling company so it,
1: it, 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 we, we, they have definitely moved other than you know jay cargo later which we'll, we'll talk about they've definitely really moved away from well, let's not worry about the record. <laughs> let's not worry right, about who.
2: Right, right. Yeah. And like I said, I did think Jungle Boy made a little sense. I'm not the biggest yeah. Jungle Boy fan, but he did get a big win at the pay-per-view. And I enjoyed the banter. I actually think Jungle Boy improved a lot. I mean, he shared openly how much anxiety he gets when he has to cut a promo in front of a live audience. None of that came through in this promo. He sounded very confident. Um, but Sami Guevara and Darby, to me, just made no sense. We see nothing but Sammy being part of JAS, who haven't really been scoring these big wins. And like I said, we haven't seen Darby forever. So, yeah. you know, and I and I love the argument that NJF brought up where he's like, okay, you have Christian, you have Sting, you yeah. have Jericho. I did it with nobody. Like, yeah. I thought the banter back and forth was great, but if we're going into a, a fatal four-way, I'm not sure that this guy's you know, are at the, at the title picture as of right now based on their last records. But like you said, we've been forgetting about that. And we have two months to build Double or Nothing. So we'll see where it goes. Again, if you're a hardcore day one wrestling like AW fan, this is for you. And I'm happy that they're getting that.
3: Yeah, And and to to further the, the point you made, like you said, th- this is a company that was saying, hey, uh, win and loss records matter. You know what I mean? so And that's going to play an important part into getting title opportunities and, and title. And it just seems like, like you said, three guys that just came out and said, hey, I want to shout at the title.
1: Yeah, let's right. just hope that uh, all three of them don't have to go through a series of challenges to uh, figure out mm-hmm. who's going to be the number one contender. Let's keep waiting.
2: <laughs> we have two months. We have two months of our never say never.
1: <laughs> My friend Tina Miller saying, hey, at least it was different. That is true. George saying in all caps, Tony's booking. Uh, Corey saying, <clears throat> "I enjoyed it. However, your argument is sound."
2: Thank you, thank you.
1: So it uh, seems like kind of a uh, it's it's a mixed bag here. Um, I also
2: didn't like MJF going through the cake. <laughs> I don't well, know. I when there's cakes, I get it. I get it. Then then don't do the cake angle. I just you don't see that's not what that, you see. That the would, head of the table, tribal chief, going through a cake right now in this point of his career. You know, just just pointing out a fact.
3: And, and I'm a little surprised, uh, yes, they didn't open with the, uh, the OC, Orange Cassidy thing, but at the same time, opening with a promo segment that went that long was a little surprising to me as well. 20 I mean, they took their time with it. Finally, they took their time with it and let it, let they're it gonna build.
2: Hopefully, like you just said, Jimmy, they're going to build this story. They have to because mm-hmm. some of these guys that are involving themselves in the story don't make sense to be in the title picture right now. But we'll see where it goes. I'm open to seeing where it goes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, that cake looked good too. That cake uh,
2: looked
1: good. Well, when you have cake, some some, it's it it would be a huge botch if you have cake and somebody doesn't go through the cake. Uh, King uh, saying Miro has a better case than any of them. Oh wait, he was banished to the shadow realm. (laughs) I do agree. Nothing against the other three that came out tonight. They all have certain reactions Mm -hmm. they're getting, but if Miro, who has been gone however long it's been, if if Miro's music would have hit. And he would have came out the visual of Miro in an MJF, and MJF. And if we could just get something yeah. back, if we could just do something again with Miro, I don't, I don't know what there's, there's so much that story, but I think, I think we, we've heard he's under contract for like two more years. So I don't my know.
2: favorite thing about this segment was to start saying how they try to make him change his movie and he wasn't going to change it. So he dropped out and the crowd started popping for it. I was like, what are we teaching today's youth? Yeah. <laughs> like, why are we clapping for this man dropping out of college? Don't do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I always say the his career can only go so long with his style. Maybe that college degree will be needed eventually. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we can go back and finish <laughs> the credits.
2: Know. You never know.
1: <laughs> but then again, but then again, the, the, in this, I'm being serious. Actually, I don't think Darby's Darby's not a guy that can wrestle, nor the, if he even wants to. I don't think he's a guy that can wrestle through all of his 30s based upon his style. But he he has shown and they've utilized with this character he could probably then just transition to work in their video production department if they i guess if he if he had such Mm -hmm. aspirations because he does seem to have a a true but
2: he he dropped out do you think he knows how to use the latest editing software
1: (laughs) tony (laughs) khan makes him go back to night school there you go
2: (laughs) that's a storyline right there there we
1: go there we go (laughs) Uh (laughs) (laughs) maybe
2: he learns from sting what if that's why we haven't seen sting because he's taking video editing lessons to teach darby
1: (laughs) Ah now you're just writing like SNL skits for there you go. <laughs> yeah.
2: because it will be entertaining, you know it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that could all that could all be on the reality show when starts
2: <laughs> Darby tried to learn Adobe Pro <laughs> like Oh my god stop
1: <laughs> insane. All right, um up next we got our first match of the night. It is the Blackpool Combat Club up against uh Evil Uno, Stu Grayson of Dark Order, and Hangman Adam Page. Uh, Stu Grayson, let me just say, very impressive show, and in commentary even noted Stu Grayson hasn't been seen on Dynamite and, and programming for a while, uh, in the ring at least, and, and he really uh, showed off and maximized his minutes when he got a chance mm-hmm. to shine. Uh, the match builds to uh, Hangman and Moxley, of course, in, in their recent history. Um, they did get me, though. I, I, th- there was a finishing move they did with Grayson and Uno in, in, in tandem, I think, with uh, Moxley, was the recipient. And they got me on that false finish. I thought that, that was actually the upset happening one, two, and then it was a very close uh, two and seven eighths. So not, I'll uh, mention that. But ultimately, though, Moxley's going to get the sleeper hold on Stu Grayson. Beat down afterwards. John Silver and Alex Reynolds come off to chase off the Blackpool Combat Club. uh, ESA, uh Blackpool Combat Club, full full fledged shields. And uh, we're seeing some Dark Order and Hangman Page still, which will not be the last of them uh, this evening. What'd you think of this?
2: Man, as over as I am seeing Hangman, Adam Page and Moxley uh feud, I actually really enjoyed this match. I thought it was a great showcase for everybody. I really like seeing this more evil side of uh of Blackpool comeback. Even even Willow Yura was kind of useful tonight. You saw him doing some evil things in there. He kind of did the, the he hit the guy with the with the bell. Like there was a couple of things he saved, a couple of false finishes. Way to go, Willow Yura. But um I thought I thought it was a fun match. I thought it was a fun match. I'm a li- I'm over, Hangman Page and Mox. No blood. Proud of them for that. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it.
1: Hmm. Uh, Jimmy, do you do you know the spot I'm referencing? Did, did the Dark Order at all make you think for a second that there was an upset coming?
3: I, I I they did get me for a little bit. They went oh because and the other thing too, there was no tell from the referee that. Uh, it was a false finish, which I see a lot of uh, the only thing that I will say, like, like East, I was enjoying the match, but something took me out of the match and and I get it. We're in an era now where people kick out of finishes and stuff like that, but that stuff pile driver on the floor, mm-hmm. three person stuff pile driver. And then, you know, Claudio picking him up and rolling him back in the ring and covering him and, and stuff like that. Here's what kills me about that. Have someone come in and make the save. Even, even though it took a few seconds to get him up and rolled into the ring, he it was a stuffed pile driver on the floor and he kicked out. And not only that, later on in the match, he gets hit with another one, another pile driver, and he kicked out again. Yeah. And, you know, I, I understand that this isn't an, an era where now people are kicking out of move, big moves, but – some stuff still needs to be protected, and that was just uh, to me. It, it, it kind of went, made me go, "Oh, come on."
1: Well, and to and to that point, then that's 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 extremely fair. I mean, this is Apollo drivers. Apollo drivers a move that was you know for some errors and some per- territories was banned. Like so, it's 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 a it's a it's a patent move. And you're right. Then you have three people, you know, uh, applying it. You're right. There's no excuse not to have somebody break the pin up when you're in a when you're in a match that's got that many bodies out there. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so I, I do. I think that's a. I think that's a, uh, a, a very fair and, and honest and, and really good critique.
3: Um, I, th- I know people are going to be out there going, "Oh, here he goes nitpicking again." It, it's just, it, I like stuff to make sense. I like reasons. Well, and and, and
1: to anybody, you know, unacceptable, I mean, Jimmy,
2: unacceptable.
1: <clears throat> well, and again, to anybody who's uh, watching or listening to this, I mean, obviously, we appreciate you taking any bit of time to watch or listen. Even if even if you watch or listen to like find ways to angrily
2: hate on be, us, yeah, hate on
1: us. <laughs> if, if if that's your if if that if that is if that is what we're doing is we're helping we're helping you release if that's our role then I guess that's our role but I'll say this to those who are like all oh, Jimmy's hate, you it, it, I mean you have a, I mean guys you have a guy who who refereed a, a WrestleMania match for the Undertaker and Edge you have a guy that was in the business for so like if you can't at least just listen to Jimmy's criticism and even if you don't at the end of the day you still disagree with it. It would be it'd be dumb to like just completely dismiss it and think that oh it's it just absolutely doesn't he's wrong it's like no it just it just it's it's a different era it's a different style that Jimmy's coming from uh, WWE yeah. certainly you know so it's it, it's just fair to look at the balance of looking at it as things that AEW could approach and polish and that would make them that much would make them grow and that much better so
3: and, just and, and it would also make more sense if we didn't see other pile drivers later on in the night but anyways yeah Listen, I mean Jimmy. I'm
2: sorry.
3: <laughs> I was, No, it's fair. I mean, look,
2: it's fair. I know. I know exactly where he's coming from. I feel like the three of us are looking at every match and every segment from such a different standpoint that that's why the conversation is interesting. Imagine if we all felt the same way about every match, every segment, we would be boring.
1: No, exactly. But I just want to say that because I've I've seen people hate on Jimmy, and I know that like they hold AEW like really close to their heart, which is fine. Be loyal fan, be dedicated. Mm-hmm. But if you just dis- if you just dismiss Jimmy just because he disagrees with you, like you're missing a chance, even you as a fan to like m- make yourself a little bit more aware, smarter to f- things that could be enhanced and done better, so that your beloved company is do- you know just doing better. Uh, smarter, and that's flourish, the, yeah. that's the
3: thing that people don't get. I want to see this company succeed and move forward and grow. Yeah,
1: um, yeah, but overall, I mean, and I'm and I'm I'm glad the Blackpool Comic Club's heels. I definitely, yeah, definitely, I, I vibe, I'm vibing with that more than when they were still trying to, you know, Regal's gone. We're still trying to be faces, but yeah, I'm 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 good with the heel the heel dude. Mm-hmm. All right, up next, Jay Cargill. She has in her, in, uh, uh laid out a Canadian issued a Canadian open challenge. uh I don't know her. I, they say she's a 17 year vet. Uh, maybe, Jimmy, maybe you do since you're up in Canada, but. Uh, Uh, shout out to Nicole Matthews, 17 year vet. She's uh, apparently an independent worker in Canada, but she gets her uh, 15 seconds of fame, and that's just about exactly what it was. Uh, Jade hits her jaded finisher, and 54 and 0, Jade Cargill advances to Renee Young. Comes in asking, What kind of competition are you looking for? (laughs) Jade says, Yo, she
2: was coming for Renee. (laughs)
1: Hey, Renee, you're Canadian. Renee got out of there. Uh, (laughs) yeah, she should (laughs) have. And then music (laughs) music hits, uh, and Taya Valkyrie showing up, um, also (laughs) Canadian showing up and she ends up hitting Jade's own finisher on Layla gray, who of course is out there in Jade's corner. So, uh, Issa, this is kind of exciting. Taya Valkyrie. She's been around. She's a a well-known name. Um, we, we've talked about how this secondary woman's title, you know, Jade's just doing this Goldberg S kind of thing. But not really beating anybody. But now looks like they're finally ready to give her her first real challenger. That's going to be built to. So this is this is this is needed.
2: One thousand percent needed. I I need Jake to be involved in a feud with somebody mm-hmm. that has the name value that, that 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 you can build that disbelief that she could lose here, right? And and I'm gonna be stop it stop my dog is excited about taylor we love we love taylor in this household okay i'm gonna be blatantly honest bias here i had a chance to interview her not too long ago and me and her sat off the air before i started recording the interview for 10 minutes talking about our dogs so how can i not love her after that you know (laughs) she had her dog in her lap and i have my dog in my lap as we're going into the interview we bonded. I love her. Um, and and then uh, Tony Khan tweeted the, the the graphic that she's all elite. This isn't a one-off for, for Jay Cargill. It sounds like Taya's here to stay. I love her. I think she's different. And I think when she had that face-off with Jay Cargill, it felt like, okay, this is somebody that can keep up with her, right, size-wise, name-value-wise, experience-wise, levels above Jay Cargill based on what we know. I'm excited for this feud. And I'm very happy for Taya. Welcome to AW. Hopefully, hopefully she stays relevant and and they they book her the right way.
1: And this could be a chance for Jay Cargo to uh, have her learning curve uh, grow quickly quicker than it's been uh, working with somebody like Ty, uh, Bernie. DC you uh, kind of playing our stats as he tends to do? Thank you, Bernie. Saying Nicole Matthews was actually in 2018's May Young Tourney, ah. beat Issa Dawn in the first round and lost to Tegan Knox the second round. Thank you, Bernie, for that.
2: Thank you, Bernie.
1: Uh, so good, to, good to hear that. And, uh, Jimmy, uh, yeah. Mike Martin, uh, backing up what I was saying here, a minute ago on my soapbox about, uh, people not listening to, to what you have to say, saying, I don't get how far off Jimmy is on a lot of things when he's been privy to so much. Uh, so I think times have changed. So, you know, yeah. everybody, everybody got their, well, opinion, opinion, opinion yeah, they got their opinion. And
3: as I say, uh, when the wheel was, invent- was invented, it was made of stone. Then it became wood. Then it became rubber and vulcanized rubber and so on and so forth. And it evolved. But at the end of the day, the wheel is round because it won't the, the the car or the cart or whatever won't go if it's square or triangle or any other <laughs> shit anyway no
1: so. it will not uh jimmy uh Taya valkyrie coming out and she is uh mm-hmm. she is the newest uh, member of the aew roster and seems to be the next uh primary challenger for the TBS title your thoughts to that
3: no great addition to the to the women's roster it just uh, they haven't been featured uh in a way that you know, accentuates that roster. If you know what I mean, it's, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that they've only got two hours on Wednesday night. They've got one hour of, of, of rampage on, on Fridays and the rest is all online stuff. And yes, I understand that people are saying the wave of the future is going to be all, you know, viewing online, but as of right now, you get seen on TV. That's where the money is right now. That is the, the wrestling business. So you, you want to showcase these women, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe is it possible they, they're trying to get ROH on television? Maybe you can pitch a, a women's show too. Who knows?
1: Yeah, look, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, look, the presence online is valuable. I was quoting, you know, uh, 20 minutes ago how Brock versus you know, Brock and Omos interaction got a million was the first a million from RAW. Online presence is okay, but here's the thing: nothing they're doing online is getting a million. So right. it's like it's only it's, it, it is a smaller slice of the pie of people that are watching this so you got to put it out where the biggest audience is which is your Wednesday night so that's mm-hmm. I and mean, that's just
2: and, and and to that point I'm sorry to go like kind of track it back but there was a moment in the opening promo when they were talking about NJF not having a match on dark mm-hmm. and 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 the other three were like we all being on dark and I was like I'm not sure if you're helping or hurting <laughs> your yeah. programming by bringing that up you know I don't want to see of uh, Valkyrie on Dark and, and mm-hmm. there was some, and that's the thing that I don't like, every time they debut someone, back like a year ago or maybe a year and a half ago, you used to get so excited, now it's just like, please don't end up in Dark two weeks from now, and I hate saying that, but they do put you in that situation with some, I forgot until this week that Athena is the Ring of Honor's Women's Champion forgot
1: so it's funny, so I know we already talked about that opening segment but I, but, but this maybe all just, just kind of come full circle here, it's funny you said that Issa mm-hmm going back to what the, the 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 other three said to MJF you're right especially Jungle Boy when he talked about all the other shows and he clearly the the context was you only wrestle on Dynamite which Dynamite is the number one show obviously but he was in a way kind of saying like he was kind of admitting like all these other shows are the secondary shows and I remember thinking to myself like that same thing I'm like well I hope they don't run a Rampage commercial after the segment and try to hype up <laughs> who's on Rampage. Cause they That's just what told... I was
2: thinking. I'm like, I think it's a good shoot promo, but you're burying the rest of your programming here. Like, so I don't know how you balance that.
1: So to my next question that I was going to propose earlier, but then we just kind of moved off of it. After hearing some of the shots that they all took at each other, talking about fiancés who left and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, the bidding, like whatever. I, I, there were was, was some moments where I was like, We know AEW does not do like word for word scripts, right? how How much of all these lines were like clear before they were said? Mm.
3: Yeah, I know. I I I I know that there's two things uh, you you don't want to start talking about is uh, religion and politics. And I think they, you know, maybe took it a little bit too far with the, you know we talked about earlier with MJF with the little boy with the drink in the face and that kind of stuff and he got a lot of heat for that uh, maybe some of the stuff he said uh, from a religious standpoint might rub people the wrong way as well and not in a pro wrestling type of uh, wrong way but in you, you know what I'm trying to say yeah. you, you know you gotta be careful sometimes with what, what you spew
1: yeah I I, I mean I'm so, I'm so uh, non-traditional and or inactive with day-to-day religion i'm so there's so much more education i need i don't even like i even, I, I i heard what some of what he was talking about when he's when he's you know mm-hmm. promoting you know judaism and, and i was like i'm not even gonna i'm, I'm not even gonna comment on this because i'm so you know i don't i don't have a problem with that it's just the same
2: way i i
1: go to church for two reasons a wedding or a funeral that's really <laughs> where i'm at usually with with church anymore um but, yeah, so the b- bottom line, Ty Valkyrie, welcome to AEW. Yes. Good to see her. Up next is the ba- debut of QTV, a little, t- <laughs> a little TMZ parody where they have spun the real life San Francisco car robbery that happened to Wardlow and all of his things, which I can tell you, folks, is legit. That did happen. The big man was ready to kill somebody if you could have found the uh, perpetrator. All of this stuff was stolen out of it. Uh, th- but, they- but they've spun it. <laughs> <laughs> that it was QT Marshall and company behind it. And I'm like, I don't hate that. Why not? If, if, it, if it happened, it happened. Make it, you know, but if it gets some heat or can add, add to the story, uh, some funny things, RJ cities in the back with a little cameo. That's fun. Um, and finally, uh, Hobbs, or they say that they have Wardle's passport. That's what we don't see Wardle tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally Hobbs saying, I think it's, uh, it's, it's Will's world, bitch.
3: <laughs> Jimmy, are you down for QTV? Yeah. QTV's all right. I mean, it's just, uh, again, uh, how far do you take it and does it turn into an in ring? I, I said a QTV happening backstage. I, you know, have it happen in the ring where people can actually react to it and get a live response from the crowd. But, yeah, I think, I think eventually, if, it, if this sticks to it,
1: but I actually agree, do the first couple pre tape it so you can get the lines right, you can get the editing right, whatever. I mean, because they're all they're parodying the, T, the TMZ show where I don't even know if it's on the air still, where, or, or, um, the, the damn editor of the a Harvey something, or, yeah. where he's sta- he sta- yeah. he's standing there over the cubicle. Like I mean, so they they have to quick edit. You can't really do that, and it would be hard to do live. So, I'm actually okay with how they package this. Lisa. I mean, I thought it was kind of, I don't know, it, it wasn't too long, hmm. you know. They just kind yeah, of I.
2: I popped for it. I thought it was, uh, it was well done. Uh, Jimmy, I'm sorry. I actually like the fact that it was pre-taped because we see so <laughs> many talk shows in wrestling that are in the ring and they all end the same. This felt different. It was refreshing. I, In a way, I, I get that you want to attach Hobbs to QT after the finish last week, but in a way, I kind of wish that. Uh, oh my God, that one! Uh, I kind of wish that Hobbs wasn't a part of it. And I love that they turned this whole robbery into into part of the storyline. I, I I didn't mind this segment at all. Thought it was great.
1: Okay. If you're watching cool. the video, see, this is why you got to watch the video version. Sometimes we throw up comments without even narrating them. Mm-hmm. Uh, for so, if you know, you know. You can watch the watch the video stream. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was fine. I think, again, too, like they're trying, they were trying to do the comedy. They're trying to, like, compare Wardlow to, like,
0: Batiste. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24 7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh,
1: and he's, or he's Batista or not comparing, but saying that he's Batista light. And I think all those things like, you know, do it, shoot a whole bunch of stuff and then kind of cut and see what comes out good. And what, what sounds nah. right. What hits. And uh, fair. so we'll see. Very fair. We'll see what we do.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Up next, all Atlantic championship match, your champion, orange Cassidy up against, Jeff Jarrett. Double J does a sharpshooter at one point. Orange Cassidy reverses. Um, match was going. I, I was enjoying the match. I was, in, you know, Double J knows how to get heat. Uh, I was enjoying the match. Then things started to get nuts. And not slap nuts, but just like dumb nuts. Um, there's a ref bump. And so then, so me so favorites,
2: Jimmy's yeah. favorites.
1: So the ref bump, and then Jared has this guitar in hand, getting ready to use the guitar. Well, then here comes Aubrey Edwards, the other referee out, mm-hmm. out of she comes all the way from the back. All the way out, takes the guitar, you know, wags the finger at Jarrett, at Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that all happens. And then and then and then like it looks like and then and then uh, Orange Cassidy tries to do like a weird Eddie Guerrero imitation where he gets the guitar to satin and him sing. And then and then, and then Orange lays down as if he got hit with the guitar, kind of, but the guitar is still intact. Uh, so then Aubrey throws Satnam Singh out and throws Sonny mm-hmm. Dud out. And so that's a whole thing. And then Jay Lethal comes out. He's not really in a cast. He ends up pitting Orange Cassidy. So we think that's it, but that's not it. It's a false. Uh, Jarrett uh, keeps going. Oh, but Orange Cassidy eventually gets the win. Uh, uh, so I have to go to the referee first. Uh, mm-hmm. j- 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 two things, Jimmy. First off, I, I I know that the idea here is let's throw as many damn obstacles at Orange Cassidy as possible to make his win against a legend like Jeff Jarrett even bigger. I get that. But I don't understand. The Gaga got way too crazy for me, the execution of it at least, because if by the logic of another referee has to come out from the back, just off of the grabbing of a foreign object, he hadn't even used the damn guitar yet. Mm -hmm. If by that
3: logic, there should be another referee out there every damn match. Exactly what I was thinking. And it's like you have – Uh, x-ray vision here because right here on my notes I'd hold it up but it says "too" at the end of this match it says too much Gaga is exactly what I wrote down with an exclamation mark. I like Radio
1: Gaga I like Lady Gaga. I do not like confusing AEW Gaga.
3: Yeah, exactly. And here's the thing too. Okay, I understand sometimes it happens where there's a ref bump and you introduce a second referee to the ring but here comes a referee to the ring instead of running down to get the storming down like you're like like yeah come on you know again here it is it, it it's almost like you're accentuating yourself run down do the deed do what you're supposed to do and and again if you're going to do it for one match it, it makes sense to do it for all and it's not just AEW that does this this is happening across the board and spot you know and this is
1: like Like, this spot would have made, in my mind, in my mind, Mm -hmm. and and all I am is just a long-time fan who's gotten to dabble in things. In my mind, the context of this would work, of of what they did, would have worked had Aubrey Edwards refereed the last 10 Jeff Jarrett matches and there been some kind of running theme of where, like, that would have made sense that, like, if or that would at least try to make the sense of it, but it was just so like, well, why the hell is she coming out? He hasn't even used the weapon. Mm-hmm. He, maybe he was just going to strum a few notes real quick. Why did he hadn't even used the damn weapon? Right. Uh, before I go to Issa, uh, J- Jimmy Rich wants to know, Rich Antonio, how many pounds of potatoes were in this one? Uh, yeah, yeah,
3: just normal twenty pounds in a ten pound bag. They 10. just they, again mm-hmm. they tried to squeeze too much Gaga in there.
1: A lot of potatoes. Uh, Issa, of are, potatoes. We, are we are we making mashed potatoes here with this? What did you, what did you think of this?
2: Uh, Jimmy, my notes, I'm going to send them to you on Twitter. It literally says, ref bump. Shout out to Jimmy. That's my <laughs> notes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was a oh, couple tremendous. of really good uh, false finishes in which I thought that Jeff Jarrett was winning here. And he. It, it made me wonder the heat on that would have been insane, but yeah, a little too many distractions, a little too many things that couldn't I couldn't suspend my disbelief. But overall, entertaining, entertaining if you're willing to overlook these things.
3: Yeah, but again, here's the thing: here comes Jay Lethal with the with the gimmick, and you know, now foreign objects you're kicking out of shots with foreign objects too. I mean, so at some point, it's got to mean something. It's got to draw the line somewhere.
1: Uh, Orange Cassie's still champion. Uh, mm-hmm. uh we did some super chats, uh, or uh, that we wanted to grab to earlier that we, we moved. Uh, Mr. Uh, Pilon E805 saying, uh, for five bucks, thank you very much. Can you see a matchup with MJF and Ms. promo if WWE and AEW can work together? Hey, WWE and AEW aren't working together anytime soon, but uh, if in 2024, if MJF in fact does uh jump ship, uh, I think mm-hmm. that there is, a, there is an, an inevitable Ms. TV episode awaiting. Oh.
3: I can only imagine i got i got some
2: imagine. missed vibes out of the out of mjf tonight with the suit the sunglasses there was a, there was a, I, I saw it i it made mm-hmm. me want to see this promo battle
1: yeah yeah uh so yeah i don't see them working together but i do i don't see the work i don't see the companies working together but i could see those two if they're on the same roof mm-hmm. <clears throat> having something to say with each other all right the outcasts come out now um i gotta say just because i I wasn't on last wednesday because I, I was gone and i didn't do the uh the AEW pay-per-view a few days prior so it's my first time getting a comment at seeing i see the outcast come out and of course we already we've already drawn the comparisons of like outsiders nwo spray paint nwo light very light like lighter than light uh and now the graphics—they got like green, look like DX green on the graphics and the the, the video board. I don't know if it's, for, I don't know if we're trying to do that or what. They—they're all wearing flannel, like they're, mm. it's like they're harnessing all these, it's like they're harnessing all these like gimmicks. We're harnessing a little NWO Outsiders we're harnessing a little DX. They all got flannel on, like they're part of Raven's flock. Like I, I, mm. <laughs> I guess it's like the greatest hits here. Um, Uh, Ruby said the grass used to be greener in AEW. Uh, Soraya mocks the fans, you know, neck beards and twits and all the normal fit. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tony Storms laughs that she was interim champion. Uh, they said they're here to give the audience doesn't want to know what they want, the audience uh, they're they're here to give the audience what they need. Uh, they then mock and run down some of the ladies. Jamie and Britt Baker hit the ring, but three on two outnumbers them. But then Rio, Sky Blue, and Willow Nightingale come out, and that is enough to chase off the outcasts here mm-hmm. isa uh i love me some soraya some page whatever you want to call her i love her individually as a performer i'm intrigued by her as a person in her career she had a freaking hollywood movie that the rock ep for for, for for pete's sake so i'm a fan of tony storm i'm a fan of individually i love ruby heidi whatever you call her i've always loved her in very unique look i'm sorry that does not mean putting all three of them together in this deal is a home run, and it's not for me.
2: I I think it's this whole almost NWO wannabe vibes that we're getting from these ladies that's not what's clicking for me. I did think that Ruby made some very interesting points last week, and I did think that they made some very valid points this week. It is the way that they're executing yeah. <laughs> this, this whatever they have going on that's not clicking because they they really do have valid points when you hear their argument but this whole spray paint the outsiders that's that's the part that's not clicking for me i wish they were just coming out of themselves drop the spray paint drop all of that and just explain why you decide to to unite and and i mm-hmm. think that would click a lot more than what they're doing right now maybe they're trying too hard it's the, i don't need an nwo remix here it's just not it's not it for me but i do think that some of the points are valid if you're willing to overlook how bad that is looking right now.
1: So what, like Jimmy, what's the goal here? Like, I, w- like, what is the, like, what's the Jamie hater and Brit's kind of the two that they've been most consistently kind of feuding with. Mm-hmm. What is the goal? I, I, like there's, there's no, like Jamie is the champion, but there, the, right. I don't know. Like, what is the goal? Here? Because, to me, this feels like you have you have Soraya, you have Tony Storm, you have Ruby, and then you have Jamie Hader, who's become so organically over Brit, who I you know obviously I was at Brit's first match here. I've told everybody in the world for the last six years, Brit's got a, is going to be a star. You have all this talent that's either established and has been to the top of the mountain, mm-hmm. or who's up and coming. You have all the, there is a ton of talent that's coming on the screen in the segment, but it just like is this is is this Tony Khan needing some writers? Or is this the, is is the talent booking themselves and they're just all booking themselves in a quote like what is this? Uh,
3: that's the thing. What is this? And that's the problem here. This is something that happened organically. This us versus them mentality. Oh, here are the people coming from that other company that we don't like right now, and they're taking over and they're taking spots away from our homegrown at quote unquote homegrown talent. So the rivalry and the you know us versus them is a good idea in theory, but keep it simple, stupid. They're trying to overthink it. Like I sometimes, you know, like you guys said, they're trying to make it come off as uh, maybe the invasion angle or something like that. And, and that's not what this is. This is some, some talent that's left one company to go to another company for another, a, a different opportunity. And they could turn it into like, we came here because we knew we could rule the roost over you, you youngins or you the homegrown talent, but the us versus them, idea should work i just think there whoever's overseeing it is overthinking it trying to add too many too many little elements to it that don't need to be there
1: yeah um i don't know and 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 i'm really curious like when you signed soraya was this the plan you had that you're i mean or was this a is this is this a a reaction to something you heard or didn't hear i don't know i'm just this whole thing is and again i i mean like i said i can't all there's a ton of talent you're dealing with here, good talent. But I don't understand what the
3: mm.
1: application of this is. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll advance and pay off to something, and it'll all, aha, makes sense. But <clears throat> right now, not seeing it. All right, we got our main event, uh, trios championship match. House of Black, who are your uh, champs? I love the TV entrance. Love the way it looks on TV. Love the, mm. love, love the love their appearance on the stage and everything. Love that <clears throat> House of Black up against the Elite, up against the Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, of course, uh, Kenny Omega with the Elite and Jericho with the Jericho Appreciation Society both from Winnipeg, you idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, we really build to the Jericho-Kenny interactions First, versus the hockey yes. fight. Then mm-hmm. it's them working together to slam Brody off the top rope. Um, the ma- the match is, there's a lot going on. I'm not going to play by play the match. Go watch it if you want to see it. But the crowd, very loud for this. And and, and good on Winnipeg. I don't know how, I mean, you know, Winnipeg doesn't get WWE or AEW there every single week, so it's a right. You, you could tell they were into this. Mm-hmm. Good on Winnipeg. All right, here's where the real interesting, uh, mistimed stuff all comes here. House of Black gets the pin on Dana Garcia. So House of Black wins. Figured they would. They retain the titles. Jake Hager then comes. He's the he, Jake Hager comes out, and just he gets in the ring and just starts beating up at House of Black, but he's outnumbered because of of, of of the numbers game. Well, then all of a sudden, as that's happening, we see what has spilled out from backstage to the ramp. Dark Order and, and Dark Order and Blackpool Comic Club, they keep fighting. Well, Dark Order gets kind of beat up, but Hangman still gets out to the ring. Uh, Hangman now is in the middle of the ring to stand up against House of Black. Of course, Hangman's is outnumbered. Coming in behind Hangman is the Elite house of the crowd pops house of black retreats hangman doesn't know who's behind him that just potentially saved his ass from a, a, a beat down mm-hmm. and hangman's gonna start to turn to see and we're off the air All right it just the moment was stolen mm-hmm. because no, they couldn't
3: I... because they couldn't speed up 30 seconds faster and, and I get that you want people to anticipate what happens next to want to see what happens next, but this is not how you do it. You don't do it right there. Maybe you, you have the turn, they face each other. You get a little bit of a look from both sides and then you can go and and then say, Oh, did they, did they interact? Did they get physical? What happened then? You didn't even get a chance to see a facial expression again. Problem was here too much going on at the end after the match, and now they're over the twenty pounds. This is, way over the 20. <laughs> this is well over the twenty, and that's what pissed me off.
1: Is and they started this main event at a pretty good time. I saw when they started. I was like, okay, that's good because they. Won't yeah, I the thought
2: en- they were going to get plenty of time.
1: Yeah, they let the entrances breathe. Which, which do it? You got, you got, you got Kenny and you got Jericho. Um, for the first time ever on Dynamite in Winnipeg, like, yeah, let it breathe. Like, don't you know. But like when I'm looking at it, and it's at 10:58, and then then the, I watch the clock switch to 10:59, I'm yeah. like, all right,
2: the match is still going; it hasn't even ended
1: at 10:59. I'm watching, I, uh, I'm watching Aubrey. I'm watching. I'm like, I, I, I know there's probably three more spots. Everybody wants to get in. Jericho, call the audible. Tell them we're killing these two spots. We're just getting to the the, the right. point of, like. You got to just get, because because the money is what's apparently happening after, which is the big reveal of Hangman seeing his long lost friends maybe coming back to him,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: that's supposed to be an emotional moment where you let the crowd, you know, re- react to his facial expression and go off the air with that. And we to- we to- like ugh. imagine going to a Scorsese film and we're getting ready to to see the the the, the final. I, I I just I couldn't. I was so. <laughs> I was so aggravated by this,
3: but here's the thing too. you said something very very true and interesting: letting things breathe. Yes, I get you want to get your spots in and get everything into the match. There was one moment in the match when Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho first entered the ring together, and the crowd started coming. You could hear them and they started going, and then they killed that moment like they went, they went to commercial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you, you, you know what I mean?
2: It's like, oh my goodness! No, they no. went to commercial.
3: This was a that moment. Where you let your your home audience soak it in. You know, it wasn't exactly Hogan Rock at WrestleMania 18, but at the same time, it was a moment. Well, and you know, you gotta and, let moments.
1: And that's where Jimmy to the to the whole commercial thing. The 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 the, the other side of it we and we've we've critiqued WWE about this of how mm-hmm. it's too formulaic of you know it, it's a big spot somebody gets to the outside
3: yeah
1: and then they it's like a reset in the match and they and they, they tossed a to break it is formulaic mm-hmm. it's it's it's, a, it's repetitive and annoying after a while but it, it is safety they make sure that they at least right. the aud- let the audience just come down and like, just mm-hmm. send them to break versus having them all up and amped up and then just completely cutting their legs out. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I, I mean, uh, Issa, um, well, I mean, I think we're all in agreement If this was really poor yeah. the time, but I mean, I guess let's, let's get back to what they're trying to do here. Uh, w- taken away here uh, house of black still champions uh they're now they're going to tease i guess maybe hangman with the elite like what what did you take away from this that you like or don't like
2: uh before we get into that i just wanted to point out how throughout the show they made it a point to show all the recognition that they gave jericho being in winnipeg but none to omega (laughs) (laughs) i was like wow jericho got a whole street name after him he got the keys to the city they showed nothing for omega Anyway, Jer-
1: Jericho gets the key to City uh, Omega. We'll give you a free lunch.
2: Omega Omega gets Get his parking validated. He gets his parking validated at the yes. end of the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways, it seemed like the crowd was very excited to see both men come face to face. I was I was advocating for a one on one between the two of them for Winnipeg, uh, but what do you know? Yeah, I am like you said, and, and I'm an avid viewer of BTE. So, like, seeing Hangman reunite with his friends, you know, like, this is a big moment, and it just felt like you downplayed it. You went off the air. at such an odd timing here. I really enjoyed the match. I thought there was a lot of good wrestling on tonight. Um, and you had to suspend your disbelief for a lot of things, like what we were pointing out. There was every match had its its weird moments. It, it was just, I'm, ex- I'm excited for the trio's title picture, right? I remember when the Elite had it and we're having this first we're having this best out of seven then the Elite have it and they're, you're like where are they going to go with this? All of a the sudden they kind of made it excited. I was excited for this match going into tonight. House of Black the Elite, mm-hmm. Jericho Association Society now you're adding Blackpool, Comeback like I really think they're trying to make the trio's title matter while House of Black have it, which is a good thing for House of Black. So overall, I'm here for all of this. I just wish they would have done a little bit more with that moment between Hangman and the Elite because it does it, it, it does have sentimental value.
1: <laughs> Bernie, Omega got the poutine
3: and the pad on the back instead of the hot dog mm-hmm. and the handshake. No, were
2: like, you're from North Carolina anyways, Omega, no, go away.
3: <laughs> uh, no, the poutine is over, is a Quebec thing, so out there in – uh winnipeg hopefully they were at the pony corral
2: you talked about it last week you talked about it last week
3: (laughs) that used to be the place and shout out to uh winnipeg native bob holiday who used to take care of us over there in winnipeg when we used to travel there uh he passed recently god bless him
1: uh, I want to bring a comment up because I, I want to defend this. Um, to to this this point, uh, the new nerds, uh, new the Nerds Delight podcast. Sorry about that, the mm-hmm. Nerds Delight podcast. Uh, he says I thought this new production guy was supposed to help AEW. He's referring to Mike Mansory, who we talked right. about some uh, weeks, maybe months ago now, who uh, worked with WWE, and now he is kind of heading up, kind of in the Kevin Dunn esque role for AEW production. Uh, nerds Delight podcast. The timing of what we're talking about here has nothing to do with this guy nothing to do with Mike. Mike you, you, believe me, Mike is in the production truck. He is certainly if he he or some of the staff is certainly screaming. I don't I don't know how I don't know how AEW does it compared to how WWE does it. Right. I don't know how the communication like I don't know if Tony's talking in to the truck. I don't know how it all goes. But trust me <coughs> excuse me. Mm-hmm. Mike is in that truck. He is screaming for them to get moving as he's looking right. at the time and knows what they're trying mm-hmm. to finish with. Right. That's not on him. And right. Jimmy can speak to this. At the end of the day, it comes to the cues that are being given to the ref because the ref has to the earpiece. She and it's just it's Aubrey. The ref has to then the ref can and then and then the ref can only do so much. The ref can convey the talent, then has to re- react accordingly. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised that Jericho of all people was in there, and and he didn't. Maybe he tried. Maybe he's, I, who knows? I, I don't. We 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 none of us know. But it, it didn't happen. That's the bottom line. Whatever was relayed. It didn't happen. They didn't move fast enough. So this has nothing to do with the production. In fact, I'll say this: you know, uh, some little things and a lot of people would look at. Here's some things that they they're doing better with production since he's took over. Mm-hmm. You might notice they now, and this is stuff that no fan cares about, but you brought it up. I'm it up. They now are making more space. They have the stage. They have the ramp. They have more space between the ramp and the aisleway. That is now so they can get. The previous segment out of the out of the picture, and they can mm-hmm. have the next segment come down the ramp. They used to not do that, and that's a WWE no. thing. They mm-hmm. used to not do that. They used to let the losers and the whatevers of the last segment stumble up on the ramp, and they try to shoot around and try to have the next people mm-hmm. walk around. And it looks sloppy as f. So they've there's that, uh and there's a lot of other things that they are starting to that they they've improved if if you're looking for it. So. Their production is growing where it can, but it, it, it's it's that this was nothing to do with production. This is real.
2: This whole timing issues are, is every company's like, yeah. it's, it's a fall for it at one point or another. We've seen WWE cut it close on their, on their finishes as well. It just happens. It happens.
1: Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing I will say though. Here's one thing from, uh, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if production says to Tony, please have them start doing this. It drove me nuts. And I almost, Jimmy, I almost text you, but it all happened too fast. Mm-hmm. Trios Matt, this main event. All three of these trios that came out all have great entrances.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I co- I complimented the House of Black a minute ago. I I, I pop for the Elite and, and, and Kansas playing, mm-hmm. uh, and, and of course J S is over with with Jericho. So <clears throat> they all come out, and they all get in the ring, they all do their pose, and it all it, it all looks great. The entire time, the referee is standing directly behind them all. Jimmy, am I not? Am mm-hmm. I am, am I making this up? isn't the directive is ref get if you get out hide, of the way if you got a high behind the ring announcer all of you get buried into a corner tell mm-hmm. the other wrestlers who are have already been introduced to get out of the ring mm-hmm. and then you you know ref and ring announcer need to stay in the ring but go bury yourself in a corner exactly do not stand behind the
3: talent that are posing to the hard camera exactly and that's the thing you get yourself you may not be able to get completely out of the shot but at least get yourself away don't stand in the center the one that kills me even more is when you have a face-off between two wrestlers like this and this is what you see in between
2: the the face of the referee yeah it's funny that (sighs) you brought that up justin because i just recently started ring announcing here in puerto rico and that is actually one of the very first tips that were given to me and -hmm. I didn't even like catch it I always announce I'm in the corner especially something is going on while I still have something to announce but it was my sister who was like why is every picture that comes out of you ring announcer you're in a corner I'm like because that's where I'm supposed to go okay Mm -hmm. But it's true that's literally one of the very first things that they told me they're like if you're going to get in the ring to ring announce you need to go to the corner, you know, when something's happening and it makes for more beautiful shots because you yeah. said, Jimmy, that's you yeah. have all this media in the hard camp they're trying to get this shot, the one thing you don't want is the referee or the ring announcer in the
3: middle of it. And 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 again, it is all how you produce television and this is done on television and how shows, you know, if you practice it at how shows, you know, then it becomes natural. But at the same time at a house show or a live event it, it, it doesn't matter as much, but you're on television and you have to treat it differently. you you, you position yourself differently. It's like it's like uh, we talked about on our podcast uh, another podcast with uh, another referee. two referees actually this week, um, myself and Mike Kyoto and, and Brian Hebner. Vince used to get hot with referees. you know, don't block the talent on the hard camera side. Try and work uh, the the horseshoe shape. Yes. I I was getting ready to say to you, don't ever
1: turn your back to the camera. Always be working.
3: Yes. Yeah. Like a horseshoe where you're you're doing the three sides and very rarely step in front unless you need to be. And I've told this story before. Don't block the talent from the hard camera side. One time on a false finish, because Vince had this thing about seeing both shoulders when The referee counts, and I noticed a lot tonight that they were nowhere near seeing both shoulders, and that's another thing that just drives me insane. But I slid out of the ring to count on the apron because both shoulders were parallel with the ropes. And I got back to gorilla after it was a false finish, one-two kick out. And I slid back in. And I get back to gorilla, and Vince pulls the glasses down to the bottom of his nose and gives me the old come here.
2: Uh-oh. <laughs>
3: he goes, Why did you slide out of the ring for that false finish and count on the apron? I said, well, Vince, I couldn't see both shoulders any other way. So that was the only way I could see him uh, to count. He said, All right then. And pushed his glasses back. <laughs> Didn't say thanks or anything, just uh, and went back to watching his monitor. And I see Briscoe out of the corner of my eye going, Good, oh. go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, you're right, Joseph. The, the referee has to stay be there, but at the same time not be a distraction.
2: Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's literally one either. of the first things that was said to me when I started doing what I'm doing now. And it was like funny. I'm like sitting here waiting for tips on how to announce what they wanted me to say. And they were like, no, go to the corner. And I'm like, okay, got it. <laughs> like that's all I kept hearing. Yeah. So it's it's funny that at every level and you start seeing it differently in, in once you're in different roles. But that is a big that's a big part of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Isa, the first the isa, the, the, the first time I ever started thinking about this and had to think about it and I had had mm-hmm. good people had good people advising me was you know, over ten years ago. I was special guest referee in a storyline. It was uh, PWO wrestling, Johnny Gargano's family's promotion in Ohio, and storyline. I had a special guest referee, and it was like always stay to the third. Yeah, don't be don't be behind any one of the talents, and don't be in the wrong situation. Like we said, right in the middle of them, stay right. their third, st- stay off of them, so they're not going to be whip flashing, whip Irish whip. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. and it's like you never, yeah. y- again, you never think of these things, but then all of a sudden, you when you apply yourself in the situation, right. apply yourself as a rep, apply yourself as a ring announcer, yeah, apply yourself, apply yourself as the as the as the executive producer in the truck. You start thinking. Okay, where where should I be? What should I be doing? Right, you right, know,
2: right. Point. And they told me that too. Like I, like I was saying, like the, when I first came out and welcoming the crowd to the show, they were like, "No, we want you front and center for that." As soon as you announce this person, go to the corner. <laughs> I'm like, well, like, my brain is. Like, I think I remember go to the corner before I remember the name of the next person I'm gonna announce.
1: <laughs> you know what? I, I, you know, and I, and, I, and I, 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 I blamed Aubrey for being right there behind the trios making a thing
2: she's one she's one that you see in well, the middle of all you know, it's a, a lot of. of
1: <laughs> yeah you know but i going to say this i blame her uh i've enjoyed his work and i enjoyed his his book when i read it but justin roberts was standing there too and it's like he's yeah he's, he I, i'd like to think that he should know better too he he's right I, so i don't i don't i don't know i don't know i was like why dude why are you standing you should not be, go to the corner you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're, 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 if the trio's posing can be used as a nice piece of B-roll for a video package forever now the video package mm-hmm. forever has you standing there going
3: like yeah. the- <laughs> yeah. yep yeah great point it's a great point yeah. see it's not like Tony Chimmel has trouble getting out of every camera shot but um, I digress yeah anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the
1: Flyers fans. All right. Uh, That's going to do it for our AEW Dynamite talk. We appreciate all of you guys. Again, uh, like, comment, subscribe. Do whatever you got to do. We love it if you tell us where in the world you are. How do you listen to this podcast? What are you doing? Are you driving? Are you uh, working? Are you in class? Are you cleaning the house? Are you working out? What is it? We'd love to hear it. Appreciate it. Uh, Hard plugs and goodbyes for the night. Issa, go first.
2: Uh, People can find me on Twitter at NYCDMandiva. Same on Instagram, especially here on YouTube. Getting so much closer to these 20,000 subscribers. We're going to have a big party when we reach it. So uh, go subscribe to my channel. I do live watch-alongs for Raw, NXT, Dynamite, and SmackDown. So if you guys want to hang out with an awesome chatting community, come hang out over there.
3: Jimmy K. Uh, You can find me here on Wednesday nights like tonight and and Monday nights with uh, Triple J. And you can also catch me... On Wednesdays, it airs. It goes out there. Uh, the Ref It Up podcast with my good brother in Stripes, uh, Brian Hebner, uh, who this week our guest is Mike Kyoto. It's the first time in like 20 years that we all got together in the same place at the same time. Well, via via satellite, let's put it that <laughs> way or something like that. But it was a lot of fun. And you can catch me doing my Ref and Rants daily on, on my, all my social media platforms. And I also have Ref and Rant t shirts out there at prowrestlingtees.com.
1: Very, very good. Uh, I'm at Justin LaVar. Uh, Monday nights, of course, with Jimmy and Jack after Raw here on Wednesday nights after AEW Dynamite. Uh, I should be back this Friday morning on Sirius XM after a few weeks of hiatus. Spar with LaVar on Channel 156. Should be a good time. And uh, yeah, WrestleMania is quickly approaching. isa's is going to be out there. Don't
2: even She's going to be out there
1: on assignment.
2: So many outfits to buy Justin LaVar. <laughs>
1: Jack Farmer's probably going to be out there. They're probably so. Her and Issa, him and Issa, are probably going to fight. So, so Jimmy and I will be back here in studio, uh, holding it down. Uh, we'll we'll be getting the, uh, we'll, the while while Jack and Issa then will just kind of like invade the stream via cell phone and via <laughs> yeah. We're all gonna there we're gonna go.
2: crash, Send us the links. We're gonna crash all of you guys' streams. <laughs> yeah,
1: that, that's gonna happen. So it ought to be a good time. So make sure you are if you have not yet hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you are so you make sure you do not miss these huge wrestling podcasts coming up for these mm-hmm. huge wrestling events that has all of us and the personalities uh, here at wrestling Inc. Thanks to everybody. We really appreciate the support. That's gonna do it. Uh, I think the next podcast, uh I don't know if there's I don't know if there's a Raj Friday. sometimes Raj well, no, and Jack tomorrow.
2: Tomorrow Raj <laughs> and Jack. You're right, you're
1: right. Sometimes Raj and Jack are, are telling you how to become millionaires uh, but then Friday uh SmackDown. <laughs> so check <laughs> check in here all of it out.